Now here's a scary story for you. Alternative press dictates what music is popular in the scene. How's that for scary? Try to sleep tonight after hearing this. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. My name is Dave. Dave, Dave, Dave. I don't know. Is this a Halloween episode? I don't think so, right? Close enough. I mean, my house has been decked out in Halloween for about a month, so it's been Halloween here. Wait, you're one of those people? Well, my girlfriend kind of <laughs> changed me into this person. I don't know. I've always wanted to decorate, but I think a dude by himself decorating his house by himself actually is kind of weird, so... I never decorated. <laughs> that would be kind of weird. That is true. Yeah. Yes. So, however, I did win all three of my fantasy games this week. And I know everyone was wondering about that. They were. They're like, how's Dave's fantasy team doing? That's right. Well, three for three. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. No problem, man. <laughs> well, look, we have a lot to go over. So let's switch things around again, and let's do plugs up front. So Dave, what do you got to tell people? Keep the likes and shares coming. Um, commenting, that always helps, especially um, once you comment, your friend sees it. So just comment something, even if it's a little bit negative, just do it. Um, <laughs> no, no negativity. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need more sharing more than anything, but... Get in contact with me or Ian through social media. You're listening to this podcast, so I guarantee you're already subscribed to everything. But I bet your friend isn't, so tell them to do the same. And if that wasn't enough to get you to subscribe and to share, then maybe the multitude of Ian Hates conversations that I just put out will do just that. That was roughly three in a week? No, dude, that was five. Close to it. That was five, five in a week. Yeah. Five conversations in a week? Four conversations and a weekly yeah. music show. Yep. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> it really is. But I finally had, you know, my time that I would use to sleep. I used that yeah. to put out more Ian Hates conversations. So not only did we have returning friend of the show, Adam Clark of Rarity, who, by the way, it is his birthday. So happy birthday to him. Happy birthday. We had good old Adam on the show. Then we had another returning friend of the show, Austin O'Brien of Ghost Key, who actually came into Ian Hates Studios, and we did a whole awesome show here as well, which was a lot of fun. On top of that, I had another in-person live interview, this time with the great Wednesday 13 at the Middle East in Cambridge, Mass. 
that was a big deal for me as well because I am a huge Wednesday 13 fan. And last but not least, the God, the God among men, Beefcake the Mighty of Guar. And me and Ian were talking a little bit before the show started about that had to be difficult. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't often go behind the scenes of an Ian Hates Conversations, but I did kind of tease it last week when I said there is a story coming up about one of those conversations that I'm going to let out to everyone, and this is the one. So, Dave, I guess with all the Ian Hates conversations you've heard, has anyone ever been in character? Not that I can remember. Not, not, not to that extreme, I can tell you that. Yes, I would say at least not to that extreme. I would say in general, this would be the first time <laughs> that someone's been in character. And, you know, everyone knows that, but here's the deal. I have been a fan of Guar for a really, really long time. Like, I remember being too young to watch Beavis and Butthead. Like, my parents wouldn't let me watch Beavis and Butthead. And who was their favorite band? Um, put me on the spot here, man. Metallica? Well, maybe, Dave, based on the context of what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> so, yes, their favorite band was Guar. No way. I need to catch up on some uh, Beavis and Butthead then. No shit. Well, first of all, you should do that anyway. But then also, yeah. yes, Guar was their favorite band. And I remember playing the Sega game, MTV's Beavis and Butthead. And the whole point of that game was that they were going to the Guar concert that night and their tickets got ripped up. And you had to go around collecting all the parts of the tickets to get it together <laughs> to reform. So for me, to have someone from Guar, to have Beefcake the Mighty on my show was like getting my reformed Guar ticket. You see what I mean? That's touching. That's Makes a touching sense. fucking story right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know what he's like like at home. You know, I really would like to know. Well, you heard it. He was in Antarctica and yeah. he got that delivery. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. I know, right? Look, I don't even want to ruin it for people who haven't heard it yet. It is out there for free. Just look up Ian Hates Music and you'll see it right there. It's the last new episode of that. But I just wanted to mention, it wasn't his fault or anything. It was just, I didn't play the straight man. I went yeah. in knowing the mythology and basically worshipping his feet. That's the way yeah, I went in. Know, yeah, if you didn't know Guar, like, for instance, if I were to try that, I would be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Right. And I, I wouldn't know what to say. Exactly. I knew what I wanted to say, but instead of playing it like, oh, wow, why would he say such a thing like that? How dare he? I went along with it because I am a fan of Guar and I also want to play it that way. So you'll hear it in the conversation, the direction I was going. I just don't know if he realized that that was the direction that I was going. <laughs> he might have been just as shocked as you were. That is a possibility, but yep. I did get a lot of good questions out there. I think he had fun. I got him to laugh a few times, which I was proud of. And I have uh -huh. got positive feedback for it so as bad as i might have thought that it went it might have come out well with other people who are listening to an interview with guar yeah any guar family go nuts over that one i hope so i really do i know it would have been a lot more fun to be in person and go a little bit more long form i would have enjoyed that a lot more but doing a phoner with a god who is currently living in antarctica 
is pretty yeah. fucking tough. So give me a it was break. Some pretty good signal. It was. It's a really good signal. <laughs> so right there, that was four Ian hates conversations. And then, by the way, I still have more to put out. He hasn't told me what they are still, so don't ask. <laughs> it's true. But I'm fairly, I am fairly, fairly sure that if for somehow you weren't blown away by the other ones, you're going to be blown away by these ones. All right, I'm ready for it. By the way, we will be talking more Guar later on in the show, which I am also looking forward to. But I thought that was a good behind-the-scenes story. Yeah, a lot of people are probably wondering half about half the things we just talked about. <laughs> and guess what? They can go out and they can listen to all the shows for free. It's a good deal. I think so. There is, by the way, a Patreon account that you could go ahead and give money to if you would like, if you want to continue to hear all of these quality shows. Yes, that would be actually very nice. And then it can maybe, remember that dolphin tattoo I was going to get you a while back? You know what? I do remember that, unfortunately. Yeah, they can head over to my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. There are links in the description of the episode so you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. You know what to do. You know how to do it. We enjoy it. But Dave, I guess we pretty much plugged enough, right? I think it's time for some scene news. I think it's time. Let's do it. All right, man. Scene news time, and we're going to start off with a few quick ones. Hatebreeds, Jamie Josta, apparently is doing a side project with Howard Jones, you know, formerly of Kill Switch Engage, personally my favorite Kill Switch Engage vocalist, as well as D. Snyder of Twisted yes. Sister. <laughs> Are you excited for this? I'm, I, I wouldn't say excited. I'm curious. That's a good way to be. We got to be open-minded. Yep. You never know. It could be the greatest band of all time, and we have no could idea. Be. I'd hate to be narrow-minded. You can end up on all press that way. Oh, <laughs> and we'll do a little bit more of a callback even later on in new songs about that. Oh, we, we, I have a feeling we might. Look at the teases, man. We are so fucking good at podcasting. No wonder people rip us off. <laughs> I think there's Jamie Josta guy. Excellent podcaster, but his episodes aren't free. I have never heard his show, and that's not a shot against him. But yeah, I mean, I don't pay for podcasts. I make them. Yes. <laughs> now, next up, maybe a weird one. There's a new business out there called Cameo, and it's spelled the same way. It's not like a K or anything. It's Cameo. And apparently, they've got a list of athletes and musicians and other people that you can pay a certain amount of money, maybe between like 20 bucks and 50 bucks maybe, and you tell the person what you want them to say. Like say, hey, happy birthday to so-and-so. Like if we were going to send one to Adam Clark of Rarity. We would say, hey, yeah. so-and-so, please say happy birthday and remember this good time. And they'll record a video and send it to you. And the reason why we're bringing it up on the show is because there are actual seen people that are doing this. They've got Franz, obviously from Attila. There's Ash Costello from New Year's Day. There's Ben Bruce and Danny Warsnop of Asking Alexandria. Craig Mabbitt. Ah, yes. There you go. I guess we should probably open up this conversation really quick with, now is this selling out? Um, It's fake. That's the only way I'd feel about it. It just so, it's not 
genuine at all. I wouldn't be interested in this at all. Yeah, I don't think I would necessarily enjoy getting one of these for myself. So if someone sent something saying like a happy birthday or a, hey, Ian, great show. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would like that. I don't know. Whatever it happens to be, I will say this, and I've said this on social media. I'm sure someone out there will steal it. But I do really like the idea of people buying these for the show. Yeah. So you know how we have different songs to play into different segments, and we have the opening the way it is. We could get these people to say some really cool stuff about the show. We could even get them to make fun of the show. It doesn't matter, but we would be able to play it on the show. So that's actually not a bad thing to do, and it would be original to get that done. Yeah, how frequent do they would they send out like a shout out like that though? Because I I'd imagine it would just get annoying if it's every day or I don't know how that would work. I guess it depends on how much money they're making. I don't know how much cameo takes a cut of it, but let's say mm-hmm. I think Ash is twenty bucks or something like that. So let's say we wanted right. an intro from Ash Costello. Maybe she makes ten to fifteen dollars of that twenty. If she could knock out fucking fifty of them a day. That's some pretty good change. And it's not like she's having a conversation on there. She's saying like a one to two minute thing, maybe not even that long. Yeah, it would be uh, overkill, I guess. I don't know. It would just if you follow them, it'd be so annoying. Wait, why would you follow them? Well, I mean, if you get a shout out from them, it just I don't know. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I'm always for bands making money. Yeah, I do want them to make money. So if there are people that are willing to pay for this and it means something to get that message, then I guess that's cool. You know, I would only use that kind of stuff for the show. Yeah, I guess I'm confused about how the app even works more than anything. You know, like they're contacting you through through what really? It's um, dude, they just send a video to cameo? you. No, okay. they just send a video to you. Okay. But then I'd imagine, would you be allowed to share that, like your social media? Then That I don't know, but if you're tech savvy in any way, you would at least be able to record the audio. Okay. That's the part I was more confused over. I mean, personally, I have not seen anyone share a cameo video, but right now we're giving them like the best plug ever and they didn't give us any money. True. Let's and talk. actually, by the way, yeah, cameo, <laughs> if you're hearing this, you should send me a bunch of those people that I mentioned. Have them say nice things about the show. Yep. <laughs> have them say breakdown from the past. <laughs> and all, <laughs> all the titles of this, and we'll plug you every fucking show. There you go. How about that? Deal. Next up, it turns out that possibly August Burns Red is back in the studio doing either another Christmas song or a full album. I would be surprised if it's a full album because they just put out a full album, but they're doing something Christmas related, which they enjoy doing. Yeah, this is, it's fun to do some, it could be more of a cash grab more than anything, but it's it's cool. I mean, if you want to listen to something other than the boring Christmas music you've listened to every year, it's fun to put on, I guess. Freak out the family. (laughs) People that, you know, listen to the show know I'm not a religious person. So when it comes to Christmas, I like the food and the family and, you know, getting time off of work. That's what I like about Christmas is not necessarily celebrating any religious aspect of it. So I especially don't like the music. So if they go ahead and they make an album like, what was it, fucking Sleigh Bells? What's the really good one that they have? 
Um, <laughs> I don't follow them near near good enough. I don't know. That's a that. fucking badass instrumental, though. And that's the only yeah. time that I'm going to listen to instrumentals, really, is August Burns Red Christmas song. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> it's fine with me. It's fine with me. Yep. But look, we all know, and I've said this before on the show, whenever Christmas time comes around and we talk about Christmas music and everything, which always happens, the best Christmas song of all time is still the My Chemical Romance cover of All I Want for Christmas. Period. Okay. Hands down, none <laughs> other. That is it. A couple of years ago, I don't think it was ever really uh, recorded properly, but uh, now this is years ago, so... <laughs> Andy Leo from uh, Crown the Empire did a really good Christmas song. And I wish I could remember what it was, but I'll maybe share that with you through email. I'm pretty sure he didn't write it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you get it, people? You get it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this story harkens back to the days of Jackson, where we made tons and tons of fun of Suicide Silence's new album. <laughs> And this time, the lead singer of Cannibal Corpse, his name is George Fisher, a.k.a. Corpse Grinder. And he looks like shit. Well, he's in Cannibal God. Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> now, Cannibal Corpse is not my style of music. I would go see them live because I'm sure it's fun as fuck. But, you know, it's not something I, you know, just throw on. But yeah. <laughs> he was talking in an interview the topic was Suicide Silence, and he went off on quote-unquote fans of Suicide Silence who said jokes about Mitch, you know, the original singer of Suicide Silence, saying like, oh, Mitch is tossing and turning in his grave, and, you know, oh, we're glad Mitch is dead so he doesn't have to hear this, stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of offensive stuff. <laughs> well, offensive to who? Because uh, he's yeah, dead. That's your question. <laughs> he's dead. And yeah. if anything, the worst part of Suicide Silence's legacy now is that fucking album. Oh my gosh, yeah. But the point of the point of what Corpse Grinder was saying was that hey, don't speak about Mitch without actually having known him. You know, he was saying that he knew him, that that would not be the way Mitch was. Don't put words in Mitch's mouth. And I get that. I mean, I will say for sure and not to defend myself or Jackson, we never mentioned Mitch caring or anything about that album. Because that was never the point. Yeah. Because Suicide Silence has put out at least one good album without Mitch. So our criticism of that album was not about Mitch not being in the band anymore. It was about that album being fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> oh, it really was. Please do not make me start singing Conformity. I will do it. So if you had to listen to that... Or the one we've been mentioning a lot recently, Cold World. What would you pick? I think we had this debate. No If way. I'm not, yep, I'm pretty sure. Because they came out around the same time. Oh, God, what a terrible review. We I know, right? They weren't that far apart. They might have been, holy shit, were they on the same week? <laughs> I don't remember. It was close. But I think Jax and I both said we would rather listen to Suicide Silence than Cold World. <laughs> <laughs> or, I forget, it might be Jackson's favorite album, Cold World, so I don't remember. <laughs> I think him and Ty fucking love that album. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now to see the release dates. Because <laughs> I want to know if you guys covered in the same day. Do it, man. Do it. But I'll continue talking while you look that up. Okay. So I, I agree. I mean, I think personally you can talk about anyone you want at any time. 
especially if it's funny. If you actually make a funny joke, I think you can do whatever you want. But I do get where he's coming from when he says that. But then he goes on to say, you know, if you don't think suicide silence is deathcore, then fuck you. And that's where I have to step in and say, my apologies, good sir, but I do not agree. (laughs) And I know there's a whole bunch of debates on what genre is this and what genre is that and does it even fucking matter. And the, the thing is, it doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't. But please don't pretend that that piece of shit new metal alternative rock album that Suicide Silence put out, it's not deathcore. Let's not lie to ourselves. It doesn't matter. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. What I'm definitely going to call it is shit because that's what it is. So if you want to say fuck me because I say it's shit, that's fine. But mine's not even opinion. That's fucking fact. That fucking album is garbage. It was the um, it was a self-titled, correct? Unfortunately, yes. Okay, that was released February 24th, 2017. And the Cold, oh, Cold World, World was, was in 2016. Ah, uh, yeah. Wow, I was way off. They're so bad, it's easy to forget. I lumped them in the same category. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man. Uh, Like this matters, it doesn't, obviously. But it's okay to respond to it, you know? Yep. So along the same lines as that one, the former guitarist and founder, Jesper Stromblad. Is that how you say it? Stromblad. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've been working (laughs) on my guar. So I was working on that too. <laughs> Jesper Stromblad. <laughs> he's, he's no longer in In Flames. In In Flames. In In, in, in flames. flames. And he says, based on the band kind of changing their style and sound of the music, since they've been around for fucking forever. It's like yeah. early 90s for them or something. Yeah, 1990. There we go, yeah. Since they have changed so much, he says they should change the band's name. Come on, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I know why he's saying it. You know, he doesn't want his name being carried on that way. But really, you know why a band keeps their name. It's because it already has market value. Yep. I would change so many band names if this was the case. Of Mice and Men? Yeah. (laughs) Sleeping with Sirens? Yes. Maybe that's a new bit. Yeah, oh, we could (laughs) definitely go on. That's for sure. But yeah, it's a dumb story. You know, he's just spouting off doing an interview, and I understand his feelings for sure, but that's ridiculously dumb. And I think he even says it towards the end. He's like, Oh, I understand that, you know, there's already a market behind the name, so whatever, they should just keep it. But I mean, who didn't know that already? You always keep your name unless someone does something crazy and tries to have sex with a baby. Yeah, you want to change the name. Yeah. And if you don't know who we're talking about, you can fucking look it up, but I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, don't Google that. Yeah, I wouldn't Google it. (laughs) (laughs) If you Google that, make sure you smash everything on your computer and go sync it somewhere. (laughs) Google that on your friend's computer. Then leave. (laughs) Do we have to do a disclaimer on that? Ian Hates Music does not endorse what Dave just said. (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. People take what is said on a podcast way too fucking seriously. I don't need more death threats, motherfuckers. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> wait for the new star wars movie for that oh one, i am going to rip into that so <laughs> bad no wait wait till i rip apart justice league <laughs> i mean i don't know if anyone would send you a death threat over that <laughs> one they just send me money <laughs> like, yeah here, you're always right take my money that's what dc is saying 
hey, give us your yep. money. Fuckers. <laughs> Fucking stupid bitches. All right. <sighs> Next up. Here, here. Nice story. Nice story. Ollie Sykes and Jordan Fish. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon, if you didn't know that. I don't know where you've been. But they finished their hike. It was like, I don't know, what, four, eight days, something like that? Yeah, too much. Yeah. <laughs> too much. Well, during eight that time. Yeah, eight day in climb. Yeah, eight day in I was right. So they climbed up Mount Kilimanjaro for charity, and they raised almost 70,000 pounds. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That is really, really cool. So good for them. Congratulations. I'm, I'm impressed. I really am. Yeah, that's that's really going out of your way. That's for sure. Like, you mean literally? Because they went literally, to Mount Literally, going Kilimanjaro. out of your way. Going way out of the fucking way. Eight days out of the way. We are very punny today. I'm going to say that <laughs> right now. We have pun fever. <laughs> and next up, I think this is a nice one too. And I think we might have even mentioned that they should do this. What, like a few weeks ago when we mentioned this? Yeah. But it turns out that the tribute show for Chester Bennington will actually be live streamed for free. And I believe it's on YouTube, right? Yes. I like this a lot. I think it's a way to give back to fans. I think they could have gotten away with charging even a dollar. Yeah. And giving that to an anti-suicide hotline or anti-suicide network. I think that would have been nice as well. But I'm assuming that that number is going to be on the bottom of the screen that you can donate while you're watching as well. Either that or clicking on whatever link as well. Yeah, have you by chance seen the prices to be at one of these shows in, in live person? Oh, it's got to be like, I don't know, a few have, bucks, I, right? <laughs> it's a few, man. I <laughs> I heard um, it was more of like a comedy podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. They were talking about going to the show in San Diego, and it was upwards of $3,000. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, hopefully all that goes to a good cause. I know. That blew me away. I guess there are a ton of really great bands that are doing it. So, I mean, if they're playing Linkin Park songs, like we mentioned, you know, if they're telling stories, maybe that's a really unique benefit show to be at. Yeah, that would be the one. Are you going to watch it? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure what time they really said what t- it would be. But I, I'd take interest in it. I'd see what... And then they're collaborating, like we said, with uh, System of a Down. Not the lead singer, but... Well, I'm, I'm going to try to dodge the Machine Gun Kelly part, but... <laughs> Blink-182, that'd be pretty cool. Literally and figuratively. Yes, yep. it actually... It's this Friday, October 27th at 7.45 p.m., and that's Pacific time. Oh, okay. Yeah, for, for us, it's 10.45. And on a Friday night, I don't know if I'm up that late. <sighs> I probably will be, but I'm going to put a reminder on my phone for it. Thank you for not laughing at my terrible joke. (laughs) Next up in more unfortunate news, one of the original founding members of Marilyn Manson's band, Scott Daisy Berkowitz Puteski, passed away at 49 this week. I believe he had colon cancer and has been dealing with that for a few years, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh that's what I've gathered as well. And I know that him and Manson had some issues. You know, he played in the band until I think it was 96, if I'm not mistaken. So obviously Manson's been playing for a lot longer than that afterward, after it. Unfortunately, death is kind of the thing that brings people together sometimes. And Manson tweeted out something really nice. And it just, it sucks. Yeah, that always sucks to hear. It's a terrible way to go to colon cancer. Yeah. 
any type of cancer, really. Just everything sucks, man. Everything, everything sucks. is terrible. What a weird transition to our next story. <laughs> and on that note of everything sucks, asking Alexandria, <laughs> our promo- <laughs> asking Alexandria, are promoting a brand new track the same way that they promoted Into the Fire. Now it's hashtag, where did it go? Yeah, I'm going to call it now, Ian. Write it down. Do it. This is going to be the softy song. It's not going to be good. What, you don't like soft songs? This is going to be... Cre- <laughs> Every rocker has a soft side? Come on. This is going to be... You're going to have way too many Creed elements for me. Dude, one Creed element is too much for me. <laughs> Look, we'll see. I honestly yeah. liked Into the Fire. I did. Yeah, I, I, it surprised me. I wouldn't say I've listened to it much since, but I, I wouldn't. I didn't make fun of it too much. And that's the mark of a good track. It is. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, I think that is the end of scene news. I believe that means it's time for new songs, right? It's time. Let's do it. New song time, and we begin with the brand new one from Sentinels. This is Neuroses. Let's take a listen. Next, we have friend of the show, Sleep On It, with Fireworks. The upcoming album, Overexposed, comes out November 3rd on Equal Vision Records. Let's take a listen. Next, the new one from Like Moss to Flames, Shallow Truths for Shallow Minds. The album Dark Divine comes out November 3rd on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, Icarus the Owl, Dream Shade, the new album Rearm Circuits, comes out December 10th on Blue Swan Records. Let's take a listen. Going too far. 
Now we've got the used Rise Up Lights. The album The Canyon comes out October 27th on Hopeless Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got Winds of Plague from Failure Comes Clarity. The album Blood of My Enemy comes out October 27th on E1 slash Good Fight Music. Let's take a listen. Now we have Ghost Atlas with Mirror Room. The new album, All Is In Sync and There's Nothing Left To Sing About, comes out independently on November 17th. Let's take a listen. Now we've got recently signed Victory Records artist We Are Sharks with their brand new track Beyond Repair. The new album Lost Touch comes out February 23rd, 2018, so you've got a while, but let's take a listen. And now a new one from Televangelist. This is Be Brave. Let's take a listen. Next up, we have Spirit Box. 
The Mars Effect Part 3. The brand new self-titled debut EP comes out October 27th. Let's take a listen. And now, once again, we have another little bit of the brand new single from Soft Spoken. It's called Begin Again, and it officially comes out on November 3rd. But you get to hear part of it right now, and there will be more details on that coming up in a little bit. But for right now, let's take another listen to Begin Again. A bunch of new songs done. Dave, we just listened to all these. How are you feeling? I would say that there are probably seven songs I really, really, really enjoyed. And that's probably the most <laughs> out of our new songs. Okay. I mean, Sleep On It, good song. Friend of the show, baby. Bam. Yep. I think they're going to go somewhere, like really make it big, I think. <laughs> is Especially that... where Wait, hold on a second. Like where Pop Punk is right now. I think they have a chance to be like... Canoe Pook. <laughs> I'm not sure if that pop punk album is going to really place them anywhere higher. And I think Sleep On It could step up. Let me go back to something real quick. Was yeah. that your sarcasm voice? Or was that you actually making a point? Which one? That whole sentence you just had. <laughs> <laughs> it's a point, man. Okay. Because of course they're going to be huge. After I did my interview with them, Alt Press jumped all over them and made them the <laughs> biggest thing ever. <laughs> so, yes. And look, I believe me, I'm not taking credit for them, you know, skyrocketing the way they are. But that is something that could be seen really early on. I would not be surprised if Sleep On It has the best pop punk album of this entire year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It'll be good, but it does help, I think pop punk this year has been weaker than expected i think it was expected to be like way up there with so many pop punk bands releasing albums this year that kind of fell i wouldn't say flat but they didn't stand out as much as i think they should have that's true um i think the sleep on it one that has a really different sound than typical pop punk right yeah i can agree with that but yeah for sure just mark it down your calendars mark it down in your day planner 
Ian knew Sleep On It was going to be great way ahead of everyone else. Ian did it. Mark down. <laughs> <laughs> but then I went on to another Light Monster Flame song, another yep. good one. So I'm pretty much chalking up that album to be good by now. Four right. for four. Oh, by the way, um, I do want to mention when we brought up when that first track came out and we said, yeah. wow, there are a lot of clean vocals on here. And then yeah. you went out and you saw maybe was it an interview with Chris or it was something. I asked um, Aaron. Okay. Remember Carlos. he said, oh, yeah, that's the softest on the album, basically. And yeah. it's going to be much, much heavier. I'm not saying it's not heavy, but the amount of clean vocals has been pretty steady through all They're those four steady. tracks. Yeah. I think that's the direction they've gone in. And I like that direct. And I like that direction. Direction. Yeah. Direction. Now, this one. <laughs> Might have had like some of the heavier lines too. I can agree. I was really shocked by is it Icarus the Owl? Yeah. That was really, really good. Um Yeah, I liked it too. I I wasn't really into their older stuff as much and I went back and I found a couple of really good ones, but right. I'm excited now for this. I agree. Obviously, friend of the show, sleep on it, really enjoyed really enjoyed like monster flames we've said that week after week after week so that shouldn't be a surprise i also really like the new one from spirit box once again yep. that's the you know x or you know left i wrestled a bear one sort of side project i don't uh -huh. really know what's going on but that's really really good i also liked a bunch of other ones too i think the one we probably should mention is the new use track rise up lights i think is what it's called yeah, I think this one needs some uh, some talking. Yeah, and what I'm going to say is it's definitely much different than the previous yeah. one over and over again, the one that I trashed and, you know, AP wrote an article about me. Yeah, this is nothing like this. Nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. The question is, is it good? I, I think that's the that's the real question. Yeah, my, my first take on it was I like I like this sound better. I wouldn't say I'm going to listen to this song all the time, right. but this gave me hopes of maybe some hidden gems on the album. Well, it's a step back into the past for them. This does yeah. sound a lot more like old used compared to their radio rock sound that they've had for yeah. like the last two, three albums. That makes sense, but it's so incredibly different from over and over again that it makes you question what they're trying to do on the album in general. Plus, even though I would prefer to listen to this track over that original track, this one is so overproduced and so yeah. auto-tuned. If you can't tell that Bert still isn't screaming, then you're not listening properly because they have to do that because Bert can't scream anymore. Yeah, and that worries me for other tracks you might try this on. I'd still rather listen to this than that previous one. Well, right. I think everyone would. Any Anyone who tells you differently is lying. Yeah. That's just the way denial. it is. Just like that guy that wrote the article, he's a liar, and he sucks at what he does. <laughs> Take that clip, man. Take that clip of you fucking blowing and put that... <laughs> write a fucking article about that, man. But besides the point, this is a better direction, in my opinion, for them. But... It worries me for what the album's going to be like, but then also it doesn't worry me because I have their old music that I like, so I don't have to listen to any of this. We have a duty, we have an obligation almost to do it on the show, yeah. but I just will never listen to that album if it's bad. 
and then it doesn't bother me whatsoever. And we put in the whole category of gossip and cold world and <laughs> suicide silence. Yeah. You know, it's fine if that's the case. I just don't want people to be fooled. Listen to it and realize that Bert is not the same as he used to be. And that sucks. Whether he is making the choice to not do it or he vocally can't do it anymore. It's the same as the use is coming to Boston. I am not going to that show because I know what the use are like in concert now. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Everyone sings their songs and Bert doesn't do anything but run around. And that's not what I'm going to pay for anymore. I already did that plenty. They have my money. I'm a used rube. All right. Yeah. They got my money. I'm just warning people that that's what it's like. And if you like that, if you like singing and only hearing you in the crowd sing the you songs to the used, then go see them live. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just a warning out there for everyone. Yep. I'd also like to mention the Ghost Atlas song. Yeah. It might have been my favorite of the week. And that's hard to do over like Monster Flame song for me. It's definitely a good track, for sure. Yep, looking forward to that review week. Oh, yeah. And I guess lastly, because we played it last as well, was another part of the new soft-spoken track. Now, people remember, we played part of the new soft-spoken track, Begin Again, last week. This was your second chance to hear a little bit more. The full track will premiere on November 3rd. But you can go and pre-order right now at softspokenmusic.bandcamp.com. Look up the album Begin Again. And what you get for $10 is the digital download of Begin Again, a Begin Again t-shirt, a physical CD of Begin Again with quote-unquote extra goodies, a physical CD of the EP Pathways, which we both love, and quote-unquote special surprises all that for 10 bucks yeah well worth it i'll be checking this one out um like i said or ian said the uh previous work of them they're really really good i still have it still listen to it yep and looking forward to november 3rd it sounds like we're selling out but this is what i do for bands that i like so yeah eat it i don't care i already <laughs> pre-ordered so I recommend yep. that other people pre-order as well. And I really like that track. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the future as well. How do you like that? Isn't it great when you tell the audience to eat it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a salty mood, Dave. It's all right. Well, that, gave me, Tuesday, <laughs> that gave me a lot of confidence. It's a Tuesday. Tuesday's the worst day of the week. I love your enthusiasm sometimes, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. That is the end of new songs. I think we pick our spirits up and we go to our favorite part of the show. That is right. It is time for album reviews, our favorite part of the show. And we are going to start off with a hard hitter right away. This is Guar <laughs> with The Blood of Gods on Metal Blade Records. Now, before, you know, <laughs> before I let Dave take the reins on this one, I got to give some backstory and then I'll have my rebuttal. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, Guar has been around since 1984. This is their 14th full-length album. 
That's not, you know, talking live albums, not talking compilations or EPs. That's just full-length albums. This is their first one in four years. And really the reason why it took them this long for this album is because Dave Brocky, who used to be the leader of Guar, he was Odorous Arungus, he passed away in 2014. So they had to decide as a band whether they were going to keep going or not. And I'm not going to go into the whole mythology of Guar or anything, but you know, suffice it to say, they fucked a bunch of apes and we are that spawn. So they are gods of metal, rock, and just us in general. So let's get that out of the way for right now. Okay. Yeah. I really, really like this album, but I like Guar. Are you waiting for me? No, I, just, <laughs> I don't have to explain myself, but yes, I will. I will give the reins to you for now. And then, like I said, I will take my rebuttal. Okay. My take on Guar is I, this is my first time listening to Guar. Wow. Okay. okay. It's, it's one of those bands that I, I, I just don't really like the sound of that. Blasphemy. <laughs> however i think it's it's badass how they do theatrics i think it's a very inner one of the most interesting groups you can listen or see right um tons of personality there so with that being said i did listen to the song phantom limb like you mentioned i love it and that is that's a damn good song um that's the best one on the album for me but yeah i mean it's if you're a guar fan i'd imagine you're gonna love it but if this is your first time listening to it in 2017, you might be like, what the hell is this? Well, it's a throwback. I mean, yeah, this is a straight up metal rock album. Like, yeah. that's what I think people have a misconceived notion or a incorrect perception of Guar, yeah. where they see the huge outfits and they see them decapitate fake celebrities on stage and, you know, spew blood and cum and a bunch of shit. <laughs> onto the audience like yeah. they see that but when you actually listen to the music sure there's comedy thrown in from time to time but it is just straight up metal rock they're not even doing really unclean vocals this is like this might be blasphemy to say but it's on the lines of like a hair metal band i was about to say hair metal yeah and you know <laughs> believe me people i am a fan of guar but that's when you're making a comparison to people to be like hey this is not what you think it is, you yeah. can make that comparison. But I think their lyrics yeah. are way better than a hairband's lyrics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you listen to Twisted Sister, you'd be like, this is related to that. But then you'd look at the lyrics, you you can get more confused, really. <laughs> yeah, and I would definitely say that normally a Guar fan will like this. But the question yeah. will be, will they accept the new Guar with Blothar as the lead vocalist compared to Odorous, who passed away. And that is something tough for them. And that's why I enjoyed speaking with Beefcake the Mighty even more, was to hear the reason why they wanted to put the album out and why Phantom Limb meant what it means. Because that's probably the most like emotion-filled track that they've ever done. Yeah. Because that's questioning how do they carry on without him will fans accept them and that really the music is what they do so they can't stop and they're not going to stop yeah i've said that before with many bands i mean that's their career i mean you got to keep going I mean, that's exactly. how you make a living <laughs> right so look guar might not be everyone's thing 
But to me, this is a really good album. This is a straight up metal rock album. And I like hearing that. I do. Because you don't get to hear that that often. There's always some type of gimmick. There's always something added to it. This is straight metal. Yeah, this is, like you said, it could be like a hair metal band. Like That's that's what it is. I mean, I, I don't know of too many people. I think people are more confused about how they are in this scene they are in, I think. I think that's what really gets people more confused than anything. Possibly. Yeah. But they are veterans. Like I said, 14th album. It's amazing. Yeah, they, they've been around. <laughs> yeah, they're not going anywhere. So you might no. as well just like them and listen to their music because <laughs> they're not going anywhere. So obviously, we are going to play Phantom Limb for everyone because that's the thing that I last on to right away. I've listened to that song over and over again. So let's take a listen. Fuck, I love that song. I really do. From just that song. And I like all the other tracks too, but just that song makes that album worth it. Yeah, that's always good to come across. I come across those albums all the time where one or two songs make the album for me. Yeah, man. But just so people don't forget, even though I'm not sure how you could, that was Guar, The Blood of Gods on Metal Blade Records. I'm going to say it one more time. Guar. (laughs) Next up, we have Veil of Maya, False Idol on Sumerian Records. This is Genti Metally Metalcore, if you want to say it like that. This is number six for them for full-length albums, which is pretty impressive. This is the second album, though, with Lucas as their lead vocalist. And I think that's where I want to start right away. I was blown away when I saw them recently live because Lucas does such an amazing job with the low, low growls, the mid-range, the high shrieks, and then also amazing clean vocals. And I think that's all shown on this album. Yeah, I would say this was my maybe. We'll get to that later. But I would say this is (laughs) possibly the album that really surprised me. Like, I did not expect a couple months ago to like this band. Really? But this album... Is probably tied for my favorite of the week. Nice. Um, All right. Like you said, the clean vocals are phenomenal. And knowing that he does all those ranges mm-hmm. is really incredible. That's um, that's a very, very, very talented band. Yeah. Plus, they only have one guitarist, too. Yeah. I, I really want to see these guys live. And uh, I'm not sure if they're on tour right now, but they will be soon with this release. No, they're out on tour right now. They're with Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I missed it, of course. Yeah. But um, 
That was with Silent Planet, probably, right? Yep. Because you can course. never see you can never see Silent Planet live. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, but I really, really enjoyed this album. I appreciate that it was thirteen tracks too. Yeah, me too. I mean, they had an intro track, which was mm-hmm. you know whatever. But I guess the main conversation for this album, which will always be this way until Lucas has been in the band for longer, but this is really the only second album to have clean vocals in it. And as the tracks go on, it's almost like sometimes that more clean vocals are added in as it goes on. And not to say that they're out of place, because I don't think that they are, but people that liked original Veil of Maya might still be iffy about them now. Yeah, and this band really, really, really reminds me of Era. Their time span, they were Era was a very, very heavy band. And they're getting cleaner, cleaner, cleaner vocals. Right. This is kind of the same way, I think. And if that's what they want to do, I'm fine with it. I like this a lot. I'm a big fan of what they're doing right now. And I love this album. You're not going to get anything bad about this album from me. It's just going to be whether or not you like more of the uncleans throughout or you like this mix of cleans with uncleans and sometimes favoring the cleans overall. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I favor the cleans, but I really like the variety. Yeah, it makes sense. And I don't think I don't think this album blends at all. No. And a lot of time with Genty type bands, that can happen. But I definitely don't think it happens here. Yeah, like you said, the the album itself, you can tell it 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 gets it changes tone throughout it, which is pretty cool. You know, they have some synths. They have you know some electronics added in there as well. But I think it does a pretty damn good job of the mix and the composition. Yeah. I listen to this one all day today again. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. At least part of the day. I definitely did. Do you have a favorite track? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with Citadel. Big fan of the drumming there too. Yeah, all around good. Absolutely. So once again, that's Veil of Maya, False Idol on Sumerian Records. Next we have Trivium, The Sin and the Sentence on Roadrunner Records. This is a progressive technical metal slash metalcore band. And this is number eight for them overall with full length albums or full length album wise, however you want to say it. Yeah. I will say one of the big things I enjoyed about this album was the first track, The Sin and the Sentence. It opens up right away. Great guitar work, great drumming, right away. No intro, just bam, get there. Yeah, I would say that was probably my favorite track, and I kind of wish it would have played out through the entire album. <laughs> oh, was this not a day? It's not favorite? that bad. I'm just, it's not <laughs> my favorite, but I'm just 
it's one of those bands you have to be a fan of that sound just like the guar i like other music better than this <laughs> no no i understand and look i don't listen to a whole lot of trivium i've always had respect for what they're doing i prefer a lot of the unclean vocals on this to the clean vocals to me even though the clean vocals are good they are very like swedish metal to me yeah also they've really kind of moved into that whole radio rock kind of arena their last album yeah their last album really showcased that this one there's a little bit more heavy but there are definitely mm-hmm. tracks like for instance endless night that i was like that could yeah. easily be on the radio right now and yeah. that's not necessarily saying it's bad but that's not where i lean normally yeah i can always tell a radio rock song generally right. and they have a few of them i mean it could be good for the band i imagine you want to make it to radio in some sense but i feel like when you put a radio rock song like if i can point it out on the album i just feel like it's kind of cheesy it really does depend but what i will say is for trivium they always have great guitar work great percussion and great composition yeah i would say it's very well crafted absolutely so yeah sure not our favorite album of the week i might go back and listen to some tracks but i definitely wouldn't listen to this one over and over again but that's just because it's not my style all the time you know i would say also it struggled this week because i liked so many albums that's true as well and that does happen yeah. but that's not their fault nope <laughs> they should have picked next week oh. i have fears of next week <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> but at least for right now let's try out thrown into the fire That song fucking rips, by the way. That's really damn good. All right. Once again, that's Trivium, The Sin and the Sentence on Roadrunner Records. Next up, I the Mighty, Where the Mind Wants to Go, Where You Let It Go on Equal Vision Records. This is an alternative radio rock band, apparently. (laughs) This is their third full-length album. Ah, Dave. um, Uh Uh-oh. I was doing so well. Yeah? I do not like this at all. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I would say it's a change, definitely. Big time. From previous the previous work. This is gonna this is gonna hurt you. No, don't say it. Don't I'm gonna say it. Don't say it. It's my favorite release what? of the week. You know yep. what? It's about time that you and I had a back and forth uh, ripping it apart and defending it. This will be good. Yeah. Go ahead and please let me know what you liked about this album. I like the change. I, However, I will say that I would have preferred... There was a song of their previous album called, I think, Psychomania or something like that, mm-hmm. which is arguably one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, wow. Okay. 
And I really want that again. I didn't get that. Right. But songs one through four, I really liked. Songs mm. five, six, and seven put me to sleep. <laughs> and I liked the rest of the album. So How is that possible for that to be anywhere close to your favorite? I liked one, two. <laughs> I liked one, two, and three so much. The second song is a terrible fucking song. Pet Names no. is fucking awful. I think that's the worst <laughs> I wrote down, song title. I wrote down lyrics from that of how bad it is. Oh, it has it has like I would almost say like a dance gab and dance lyrical content. Like it's no. just nonsense. I would uh, say. I, no, I don't think it's nonsense. This entire album is them trying to hook up. That's the entire <laughs> album, and we will get to that because I have some things written down. But man, I I don't know, man. How is this at all tied or your favorite when songs put you to sleep? I, I do not like five, six, and seven. I will admit to that. Okay. I'm very curious but thankful that in the Silver Tongues music video with Tillion, mm-hmm. uh, Trenton from Hands Like Houses was in the music video but never featured in a song, which <laughs> I'm okay with. Oh, hey, oh, shots fired. Yep. But <laughs> I was, I, I'm still confused over that. But um, yeah, I, I like it, man. I don't know what else to say. I keep listening to it. <laughs> I will say this right away. I think the first track, Degenerates, should have been their closing track. Yeah. And I don't know why it's the opener. Just lyrical content-wise, it doesn't make sense that it's the opener. So I thought that was strange right away. Like, right away, that set me on a path of, like, what are they doing? I think I might have an explanation for that, though. Go ahead. And the the original artwork to this, it said the bottom, it said, it comes to an end. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. The end is near or something. Now, I don't want to admit this just yet. <laughs> but I, I'm a I'm in fear that this might be the final I the Mighty period. I don't believe it. I thought I the know. last time was the end of them. Because they said they were gonna go away for a while and they were literally yeah. like silent for a long, long time. But the way that they've come back this way, I think this is a sound that they want. I think they want to be on the radio. And I think this will get them there. So I think the next album will cement them. Yeah, I I hope not. I did, I still didn't get a radio rock vibe yet. I heard it on every track except that they. I think they swore one time where they said like <laughs> "fuck fuck your boss" or something. They were very storytelly. Everything was like, "Hey, I went and I did this, and you went and you did this, and then I said this." Like that's what this <laughs> album was to me, and it was blatantly relationship base and here are just a few things that i took from this you and i were not enough i'm walking up sideways laying in the driveway trying to forget the thought of you i'm drowning my sorrow even though it's hollow taking tequila shots at noon (laughs) that's why i followed you home even though it's insane watch you silence your phone whenever it shows my name that's right i got deuce chills all over from that (laughs) because that is so kindergarten and so fucking embarrassing that's fucking embarrassing but hey wait there's more though i hold a bottle in each hand one red and white you say whichever i will like you see the look that's in my eyes and so you ask what's on my mind (laughs) oh oh wait wait wait. i'm not done yet dave that's from the same song no no it's not oh to get you out of that dress tonight. There you go. That's your great album of the fucking week, Dave. 
there's just to me there's nothing of substance here like sure they're great at their instruments he's a very talented vocalist like i used to like them a lot and i'm not saying they had to do everything back to karma never sleeps like i'm not saying that mm -hmm. but i want more substance than that then you're going to be pleased to hear my um my upcoming concerts <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's what I'll say, Dave, to end this out for me anyways. I will never listen to this album again. <laughs> Since this somehow is your favorite album of the week, what track would you like me to play? 111 Winchester. You got it. Did you listen to those fucking lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So once again, that's I the Mighty, Where the Mind Wants to Go, Where You Let It Go on Equal Vision Records. Next up, we have Movements, Feel Something on Fearless Records. This is a melodic post-hardcore slash emo band. And you know, what surprised me was I had forgotten that Movements doesn't have another full-length record. They have an EP, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, a really, it. really, really good EP. Yeah, a really good, I think that's why I forgot that wasn't a full-length. I've seen uh -huh. them on tour multiple times on just that EP, and now this is their debut album with Feel Something, and fuck, man, I did a great fucking job with this. Yeah, I, I will say I'm still struggling a little bit with pointing out which song I like the most because they kind of feel the same. To me, hmm. okay. um, I think their biggest problem is that EP was so damn good. Yeah, but I think this album is really damn good. Like, I don't think they had to change that much from the EP to the album. They just had to extend it. And I think that's what they did. I don't think sonically this is that different from the EP. But I think yeah. vocally and I think lyrics wise, I think this stands up to that EP and probably surpasses it, in my opinion. Yeah. I think they took out some of the screaming, some of it. Yeah, maybe. But it's very similar. There's a couple of songs I really liked off this album. Mm -hmm. um, the lead singer, maybe he was, I, I think I heard an interview with him somewhere that they're going clean just because of live performances. He feels like he can perform those better without so many unclean vocals. Sure. Well, he's doing a lot of transitions. Yeah. Yeah. Very talented young band. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, look, I think those are great vocals. Lots of mid-range cleans to really screaming harshness. And I think the transitions work really well for them. I would also say in general that they create a really good atmosphere. Yeah, oh yeah. And lyrics-wise, I mean, this is, it's positive Yeah. with self-reflection, but then also there's a realism to it as well. Like, it's not sugar-coated. Like, they no. know where they want to go. They know how they want to feel, but they're still stuck feeling a certain way. 
And that's part of the emo, you know, that comes out in this. Yeah. But it's done really, really well. Yeah, they touch on some pretty um, sensitive and serious topics right. throughout their songs. Um, I think a couple of them touch on like mental illness and like mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease and stuff like that, which is interesting. I think that song was Deadly Doll that mentioned that. But yeah, overall, really good album. I wouldn't say there's any downsides to it. So No, me neither. I think this is great. I think this shows yep. that the band has longevity and hopefully they can follow this up because it's always kind of hard to do that with a great EP and then a great album. But I think they can do it. They're also really good live as well. So I'd recommend that people go see them live because I have seen them a few times as well. And yeah, they just do a great job. And we talked about it last week. They're on tour with... Um, Knucklepuck. 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 Yep. Knucklepuck. Yep. You, said, you said the band name. I know. Well, that's because it's still left over from last week when they had a good album. So Okay. <laughs> you got to give them their credit, you know? Yep. All right, man. Well, how about we take a listen to Deep Red? So once again, that's Movements, Fear Something on Fearless Records. Next up, we've got We Came as Romans, Cold Like War on Sharp Tone Records. This is their fifth full-length album. They've kind of been following that two-year rule since the very beginning. This is electronic core, metal core, maybe. And this is their first release on Sharp Tone Records after moving from Equal Vision Dave, why don't you take this one away first? Well, I was attempting to listen to this album, and it's the <laughs> first time my seven-year-old said, Hey, Dave, what do you say you change it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, what do you say that's what you, that's you change a joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you make it through the entire album? Um. <laughs> I think so. I don't even know. I just, I played it. I played it through. Um, Wow. What a turd. You know, I really, really didn't want to trash this. I really didn't. (laughs) I just don't get it. I almost feel exhausted talking about it. You know what I mean? Like exacerbated by it. (laughs) I think it's weird. I never really truly understood why they caught on in the first place. I don't know how Uh, they're still around, I guess is is the main thing. Their last album was so incredibly bad that it was really weird to see them come back. And I had high hopes because I heard people say, oh, this is a return to form for them. They also picked up David Puckett, who I think is a great drummer. He used to drum for mm-hmm. Four Today. He does a lot of really cool stuff. He does that music mentors thing that I think is great. And he's extremely talented. 
so it's hard to take away from him. But I didn't find anything really good about any of this. No, I mean, I liked the singles the most. Cold Like War. Yeah, Cold Like War, even though I keep on wanting to say Cold War. That's what I keep wanting to say. <laughs> cold World. Yeah, Cold World. Cold World. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So, yeah, I I don't want to hate on this. And obviously the hate in the bad way. But there's really nothing here. There's really no. not. And there are a few really, really terrible tracks. Like, no. like Encoder. Encoder, oh, Encoder <laughs> is awful. And Promise Me is awful. Yep. And it's almost like they try to be like I Prevail. I, okay. I was about to say this band sounds like they should be on tour with I Prevail. And they are. <laughs> But now I kind of see why I Prevail is headlining over them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a really weird thing because I just don't get what they were trying to do here. And I don't know how this establishes them as the metalcore, like, staple that they're supposed to be. Yeah, it's embarrassing to even say that. But, yeah, they're known as a staple. And yeah, I don't know why. Right. Um. But they are. Yeah, this has always been a very surprising band for me because I've really never understood how they got here and how they stayed here. And I think their music speaks for itself. I think people can listen to it and wonder why that they're still around. But I really wanted to like this album, and I think that's what it is. I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Mostly because I liked the singles. I expected something more than this. Right. No, that makes sense. It really does. Look, I don't know what track to play. Should we play Ooh. Encoder? Should we put yeah, our... do it. Oh, jeez. All right, I'm going <laughs> to apologize to the audience. I shouldn't apologize. They should apologize to you. But you just they need should. to hear how bad this is. And guess what, people? That is not even an intro track. No. That's a song. Ian, did you really play them that much of that song? I know. Well, they had to hear it come into the actual kind of unclean vocals. <laughs> yeah. So once again, that's We Came as Romans, Cold Like War, or Cold, Cold World, World, on Sharp Tone <laughs> Records. <laughs> and we're going to follow that up with another band that I don't really understand, but I have a lot more respect for. This is Nothing Nowhere with Reaper, and I believe this is an independent release. Now, this is the best of my ability. I call this emo hip-hop. Yeah, I was going to say like an emo goth hip-hop. I don't know. It's very moody, and it is actual hip-hop. That's what it is. And I saw so many people talk about this. Like, it was the next big thing. Yeah. It was everywhere. And I'd never heard of this person before. 
And really, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because this just isn't my style. No matter what, no matter what he's singing about, it doesn't matter yeah. to me because I don't connect with hip hop. I just don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think there's like five songs that I really, 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 really enjoy, um, which this is the most surprising to me of this week. There are only um, nine tracks, so that's pretty good. I know. Um, they're in Columbus Friday night. I might go. I'm not sure yet. I'd like to see what it's like. Um, the song Scully is awesome. It, I mean, it's different, like you said. I mean, it's definitely a sound you have to be acquainted with, but I really like it. I'm surprised I like it. <laughs> well, we can try that one out for sure. You don't want to do the dashboard confessional one? Um, I like that one, but Scully is the best track on the album. All right. I say let's try it out because really, yeah, I don't have much else to say. I think it's great that he's trying something different. And different, if this right. is, yeah, if this is your style, then enjoy it. It's just not mine. I also forgot to mention that the chorus in Clarity and Kerosene is, I hope you choke in your sleep while you're dreaming of me. <laughs> Perfect emo lyric. Oh, yeah. So once again, that's Nothing Nowhere with Reaper and Independent Release. Next up, Rival Town, Make It Work EP on Manic Cat Records. This is the follow-up to their debut release, Call It Like It Is. This is a pop-punk band. I would say more on the aggressive side than yeah. the poppy side. And I really enjoy this EP. It's not a whole lot to get into, but I really enjoyed it. And really right now, I would say this is one of the best pop-punk releases to date this year. I would agree with that. I think this might be the best pop-punk release this year. <laughs> it's really um, good. I mean, we talked about how good we think Sleep On It's going to be, but this yeah. is along those lines. Yeah, because it's, it's different. Like, it's not too poppy, and you have to think about it before you call it pop-punk half the time because it's aggressive. Right. Like, in her own words, like we mentioned last week, I like that band so much because they are aggressive, but pop-punk. Agreed. It's a different genre almost. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, really, all I can say is I wish it was longer because it's an EP, but with how good their initial debut album was and then how good this EP is... I would imagine that their next release is also going to be very good as well. So we can just hope for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Even with how many tracks was this? Five? Six, I think. Six tracks. I think this has better quality than anything pop punk related I've listened to this year. No, no, definitely. This has been one of my favorites. This is a really good signing for Manic Cat. Yep. So why don't we go ahead and play a little bit of Colder?
So once again, this is Rival Town, Make It Work EP on Manic Cat Records. And last up, this is going to be a quick one because just four tracks, but this is Dead by April with their Worlds Collide acoustic EP. And I think this is independent. I think they just put it out there, if I'm not mistaken. But the reason why I want to bring it up is that some of the flack that Dead by April takes sometimes is that since they are so electronic core, they have some auto-tune, they do obviously electronics in their metalcore music, and sometimes people are like, oh, well, you know, can they really sing? Can they do this? Can they do that? And this album, I think, shows that they can. And plus, yep. they have acoustic versions of my two favorite tracks on Worlds Collide, and that's For Every Step and Perfect The Way You Are. And I think those songs very much complement the actual album. And I think that's something that a lot of acoustic albums don't do. They try and overshine or outshine that initial album. You look at what Emerosa did, okay, where they yeah. did the reimagined tracks. Oh, yeah. That's not what this does. This is just putting out good old fashioned acoustic tracks to show that they are musicians and can really show it. And look, I have a lot of favorite albums this year, but I still go back to Worlds Collide. And I still listen mm-hmm. to that because I think they did a fucking great job. And they've been doing that great job for years and years. They were one of the forefront runners of Electronic Core. Yeah. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, our listener questioner that comes later in the show is maybe the biggest Dead by April fan I know. So hopefully he is aware of this. No, no, Dave. I, I didn't write a question and that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I was going to say I'm not going to play a little bit, but I am. I'm going to play a little bit. All right of For Every Step, because I love that track. Just take a listen. My heart is in your hands Above and so unbreakable And you never felt like this before I never knew it was possible You can never break a bond like this And I will never leave your side So once again, that's Dead by April, Worlds Collide Acoustic EP. Wow, Dave, we finished our reviews for this week. <laughs> that felt like a ton. But yes, next week, next week, <laughs> yeah, we also have a shit ton as well. And I believe what's that's October 28th, like we mentioned before. And we've got All Pigs Must Die, Sharp Tooth, Winds of Plague, Endure, Power Man 5000, <laughs> Hotel Books, The Used, Death Havana, whoa, Weezer, and Spirit Box. 
uh, going to be a rough week. I can seriously see us only doing, and it's funny to say only because we still would talk way more than we probably should. We're probably going to do like three or four of those albums. I wouldn't complain. <laughs> but what we have to, but what everyone listening has to understand is we still listen to them. Oh, yeah. Like if we review an album for the show, we've listened to the album. I'm not even talking combined, but each of us have probably listened over three times to whatever yep. album we're reviewing. So if we don't review an album, we've still listened to the whole entire thing. But that's how bad it is, is that we can't even bring ourselves to listen again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I would say, I mean, I don't know how much time it takes usually for me to be like confident with all my reviews but it takes a while yeah man we don't just fucking do this off the top of our heads no <laughs> we're not like other shows that we know <laughs> oh shit <We're laughs> shots fired it's funny i listen to two other shows and one show everything's awesome and the next show everything sucks so <laughs> <laughs> they sound great yep they sound awesome <laughs> Why would you even do a, do the show if everything sucks? <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of shit for that. Oh, your show's called Ian Hates. You must hate everything. Yeah, okay. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> Good for you. All right, man. We are all set for album reviews for this week. But Dave, guess what? We have some more hate mail. Oh, let's hear it. You think we're going to kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous buzzer, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! All right, Dave, I think you got this one. So do you want to take this away? I'll take it away. This is my buddy, Lewis. He invented the uh, genre Lewis Core. Lewis um, Core. Lewis Core consists of, and it's not bad music, but I can tell you, 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 we have a friend that you listen to an album, you're like, oh, for sure he's going to like this. <laughs> it's a post hardcore band, some electronics involved mm -hmm. with cleans in a chorus and breakdowns. This Lewis guy sounds like my cup of tea. Lewis. Loves 2009 to 2013. <laughs> Loves it. That's not It's okay. not a bad year range. It's not. It's not. It's just when I hear a song like, oh, Lewis Core, for sure. <laughs> um, and I always send it to him, or he already sends it to me usually. But Lewis asks, if you could fully embrace a radio rock band from the 2000s, who would it be? He's a Creed fan, by the way. <laughs> well, now there's no legitimacy to his question and i take back my cup of tea reference because that's certainly not true anymore i would say like a full full embrace yep. i would say avril lavigne because i've always just wanted to hug her <laughs> i was not expecting i don't think you got i don't think you got the joke right away i think you got it now but yes yeah. that is that is my joke thank you thank you now i'll ask you first dave and I'm guessing fully embrace means like legitimately enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Like With I would, I still listen to today. Right. Okay. Well, go ahead then. You go first. All right. I still listen to Incubus a lot. Old stuff and new stuff or stuff. just old just stuff? Just old stuff. Okay. All right. Yep. I mean, that's not a bad choice because 
they really did used to be good. Yeah, probably 10 really, really, really good songs. Um, maybe all off the same album, honestly, too. So mine would be Incubus. I listen to them frequently, actually. So I put down three. Oh. But when you say fully embrace, that's uh, and you're saying still listen to, I would say I would take one of those out. So I'll start okay. with that band. I would have said Godsmack originally okay. as one. But I definitely don't listen to Godsmack anymore. But if for some reason, some weird reason, I was driving in mass and I was listening to like WAF or some shit and they played some old Godsmack, I probably wouldn't turn the channel. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. But then I had two other bands, Stained Ooh, okay. and Breaking Benjamin. Okay, Breaking Benjamin, that would be another good one. Yeah, I would think out of those bands and most radio bands, to be quite honest, Breaking Benjamin, even though they took that hiatus, has consistently made good albums throughout oh, yeah. their entire career. You know what I mean? So even though they did yeah. go on hiatus for a while, they came back with another strong album. So they haven't changed throughout. Stain definitely changed. Obviously, Aaron Lewis went out and did like country music stuff, and he's super political now and all that kind of stuff. But if you go back to that original Stained, like that's what got me in to almost like emo new metal. Yeah. Would you say Atreyu is along those lines? Atreyu got kind of popular actually because of Total Request Live. Okay. You can actually give them some credit for that. I would say that some of their music did get played on the radio, but it was later on in their careers. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. a lot of their stuff, I, I, I mean, say... yeah. I mean, Right Side of the Bed came out and was yep. on the radio, but then, and The Cursed. I think is what it was called, but uh-huh. not everything really stayed that long for them. But yeah, I would say early Atreyu, I could say I still listen to. I don't like their newer stuff. No. But yeah, I would say those bands for sure. I mean, the things I did for Stain, like the amount of times I hung out with those guys, like you uh-huh. could probably check my old rock memorabilia and I have so much uh-huh. stuff signed by Godsmack and Stained. Like the amount of times uh-huh. I met them and hung out with them as a kid is insane. Like, that's what got me into the music that I listen to now. Okay, yeah. You're leaving off your number one. You never mentioned it. Avril Lavigne? <laughs> Nickelback. See, the, your setup didn't work for that one, Dave. <laughs> it was a good try, though. It was a good try. I think I think in middle school, I might have performed acoustic Nickelback at one point. And the truth comes out. Look, when you're trying to impress the ladies. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you have a Do you remember vo- the song? Oh, it's probably like that first one, like how I how I remember rem- uh-huh. remember you something. I don't fuck, but um, <laughs> I don't remember. But when you've got a voice like mine and you can play acoustic guitar and it's just you, a guitar and a little Nickelback. Yeah. What can you? I mean, come on. The ladies were lining up. Yep, it's like catnip. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I actually I remember those old days. I remember performing with my buddy at the time where most of the time actually he would play acoustic guitar and i would do the vocals and we would sing acoustic tracks of you know like smashing pumpkins and like random shit i think he even did oh motherfucker the calling maybe Uh, if i heard it i'd recognize it hey someone listening find i maybe it wasn't the calling it was oh fuck that's gonna kill me I can't remember. It was the, it was a band that had one really popular radio track. Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
Oh, that's going to fucking piss me off that I can't remember that. Anyways, this show's going to go too long anyway, so we'll have to talk about that another time. Yep. And actually, why does why don't people actually email or on social media or something get in touch with me, ianhates at gmail.com, ianhatespodcast on Twitter and Instagram, and facebook.com slash ianhates, and take a guess. Something along the calling. It's somewhere around there. And it's a very, very popular track in like, I want to say like 2001, 2002. Okay. And if you guess it right, I'll give you a prize. (laughs) All right. We'll do that. And I do also want to mention on that note, I'm coming up to over 6,000 followers on Twitter. When I get to 6660, I will give a prize out for that too. Oh, I'm not saying the person now. I'm not saying the person that hits 6660. I'm saying once that happens, we'll trigger a prize giveaway. OK, I think uh, I found that song that you were talking about a minute ago, too. So I don't think you count for this. <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. Yep. All right, man. Well, Lewis Core, thank you very much for the question. Much appreciated for anyone else that has a question. You just heard the way to get in touch with us. So please do so. We love answering questions. They're a lot of fun for us. Yep, keep them coming. All right, man. So now it's time for a breakdown from the past. You heard me say it before. It is breakdown from the past time. Dave, take it away. Okay, this one's going to be really out there for you, but I think you're going to like it. All right. Have you heard of the band Single Frame? I have, but they are a weird band. You're right. Very weird. But I think it fits this time of year, too, especially with a song I'm going to play for you. Okay. I got familiar with this band through a motocross riding video. It was like the intro to the whole entire movie. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love this. Like It's a real short song, too. So very Halloween-like. Watch the music video. It's even better. The song I want to play for you is People Are Germs by Single Frame. All right, Dave, I have a question for you. All right. Are you purposefully trying to ruin the show? (laughs) How weird was that? Uh, It was weird. It was weird. weird. I don't know if I would consider that music. (laughs) It's a very weird, like, trash punk band, electronic. It's different. That it is. It might be the most different band to ever be on Breakdown from the Past. Yeah, I, I... I'll take that trophy. If anyone would ever give up a trophy. (laughs) Oh, Dave. Okay. I've got a band called Sky Eats Airplane. Very familiar. Yes. I was surprised we have never done this band before. 
And I'm I figured, surprised. yeah, it's about time. They basically had two full-length albums and an EP. Everything Perfect on the Wrong Day came out in 2006. Sky Eats Airplane, the self-titled on Equal Vision Records came out in 2008. And then the Sound of Symmetry EP came out on Equal Vision in 2010. So they were more of like an experimental electronicore, metalcore, post-hardcore band. Yeah. And they were kind of all over the place. Tempo changes, a bunch of random shit. They changed vocalists at a point as well. They never really caught on, caught on, but they're still yeah. pretty well known in the scene. Because their shirts were all over Hot Topic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is very true. And also, don't forget that Jerry Roush was in the band for three years. Okay. So that's also a big thing as well. So yeah, I figure I'll play probably their most, I don't know, probably close to one of their most popular tracks. Let's go with Long Walks on Short Bridges. And there we go, man. There we have it. A slightly successful breakdown from the past. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to send you the the music video. No, I won't send you the music video. I'll send you the video of how I got acquainted to this song. Porn? Have you fucked up? Porn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, since that was a little shorter for a breakdown from the past, why don't you tell us your next upcoming tours? Okay, so Ian, you'll be a fan. I'm actually going to see I the Mighty Ooh, soon. Who are they on tour? Um, but they are with they're on with Hail the Sun. Oh, okay. And oh, there's another damn good one, and I can't remember who it is. Um, oh, Good Tiger. Oh, that's I mean, so two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> I'll be sure to send you some videos and updates. Maybe get you some merch. Yes, please make sure to keep your phone up the entire time and record. <laughs> After that, as of now, there might be a couple more, but um, my girlfriend purchased us some tickets to see Dayseeker and nice. arguably one of the coolest venues I've ever been to. It's a basement of a Pizza Hut. Or not a Pizza Hut. It's a Donato's, but I'll call it a Pizza Hut because <laughs> Donato's is an Ohio pizza place. Gotcha. It's awesome. It's the coolest, smallest venue I've ever been to, too. Nice. Yeah, I'm seeing Dayseeker the day after Thanksgiving. Okay, I think I'm seeing them the first week of December. Okay, very nice. Yeah, we'll definitely have reviews of that. And I have other tours and stuff coming up, but it's just 
not even worth going through all of them right now. Yeah, I really want to look into the trophy eyes, and also I'll probably be at the Adventurer Tour, but the tickets aren't on sale yet, and that shows November 4th. So Whoa. I question how that's even possible yeah, so far. So That doesn't make sense. Okay. Nope. Well, you keep us abreast of that and let yep. us know how things are going. <laughs> but you know what? I can't believe it, but it is time to end the show. It's time. End of show time, Dave. Do that thing you do. Most importantly, share with friends. Uh, share on social media. Let them know Ian's feelings on Ida Mighty. And let them know <laughs> our, our feelings on We Came as Romans, Cold World. Huh. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, tell a friend. Keep a lookout on social media. Follow Ian on Twitter. Anything else you have for all? Oh, and make sure you listen to the new conversation editions. Um, Ian really doesn't do anything. I have no life. Mike from Skinny with Mike and Adam asked us, uh, what does Ian do? Well, this is what Ian does. Ian does podcasting and interviews. He's exchanging in his sleep for interviews. He will not spend one third or two thirds or whatever it is of his life sleeping. So that's good. That's true. Um, Anything else for him? Yeah. I mean, you hit on it there a little bit. I'll just run through all the social media. Ian hates at gmail.com, Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian hates the likes are getting up there. I know there are so many more people listening. So give us a like there as well. Then we've got Twitter and Instagram at Ian hates podcast. And really that's all good there. There's a Patreon. There's a YouTube. Just look up Ian hates and you'll find all that stuff there. Plus, like I said, at the beginning of the show, tons of Ian hates conversations, Adam Clark of rarity, Austin O'Brien of Ghost Key, Wednesday 13, and Beefcake the Mighty of Guar are all on there. Plus, there is still more. That's the crazy part, is there is still more to come. So stay tuned for all those. I would like to give another thank to Rick for putting together those amazingly cool Ian Hates Conversation graphics. I think those look so awesome. He does such a great job with them. So I'd like to thank him for those as well. And yeah, man, I think that that is it. I'm sure we'll have more to come. Maybe we'll talk some Halloween stuff next week. But I don't know. We're not hacks. So I didn't really want to do a Halloween episode. No. And Ian won't be giving out candy because, you know, he can't be around kids. So I knew you were going there. (laughs) (laughs) I would have phrased that joke better but I appreciate that you went there. (laughs) So Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? Don't be a douche. I actually just got a text from a douche. So don't be a douche. Oh, damn. Yeah. (laughs) And I will leave you the way I always do long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone. So goodbye to